but those are all guidelines. I, you know, that's the one thing that I was always really a, a scared of, of setting type and like having anyone talk about it because there there are guidelines you sort of have to learn how to feel out. Episode 27, December 2014. In this episode, Trent Walton talks about responsive topography, fluid type, fluid grids, adaptive layouts, and how to implement fluid type and size it. What is responsive topography? I'd say uh, responsive topography isn't too different from typography in, in general, but, um, if, and if you want to broaden the term, it, it's sort of dealing with type in a responsive setting so you've got things that really change you know if you set type on a page it's kind of set the the width of the page is, is set and that's not going to change but in a responsive setting by definition the grid and the layout will be fluid and things will readjust to suit you know one layout and change to the next so um, responsive typography is almost like typography considering a ever-changing you know viewport landscape so it makes everything more than doubly complicated um, can you explain fluid grids adaptive layouts and fluid type sure sure so if you if you're setting if you're building a web page and you have a container of text in just the middle of the page and you want it to to be 500 pixels wide you could define that and in, in the CSS is you know paragraph width 500 pixels um, but when you're doing a responsive site the the container if it's a fixed width you'll get eventually if the browser window narrows you'll get a horizontal scroll bar and those can be kind of annoying and the web by default or you know unstyled emails even those are all fluid width there is no set solid width that is, is is constant so you you use percentages so you could say that this paragraph should occupy 80% of the window or 100% of the window or something like that so it will always change text will wrap and reflow um, as you resize the browser and so that as that happens you know there's a lot to consider um, typo topographically speaking and um, adaptive layouts are what exactly Adaptive layouts are different from fluid layouts and, and kind of like a, the, the fluid is the more traditional responsive layout being that it just it scales fluidly you know from a very very small window browser viewport size to a very a very large one. Adaptive is sort of uh, an, another way from a, from a layout sense adaptive it's almost like you have two or three layouts and they would sort of lock so you might have a 500 pixel breakpoint and and that's a layout and then you'd maybe have one at 300 and then you maybe have another one at 900 or a thousand so um it, the, in essence i think that the use of media queries which is the way you would tell css to change the layout, for example, if you have a paragraph and an image um, next to each other, and as the browser narrows, you could use a media query to float and, and rearrange the layout and have the, the, instead of the image and the paragraph being side by side, you could stack them vertically. Uh, you could use a media query to say that. But um, as, So I think adaptive and responsive are essentially the same there. You use media queries to, to, to make these layout changes at specific you know, predetermined breakpoints, but at the same time, uh, responsive, it's, it's fluid in between those spots. Um, how do you implement fluid type? 
Um, I think you start with just uh, some, you know, almost having a basic understanding of type in general so that you sort of know, um, you know, where you're trying to end up. Um, it's, it's really, and, and I would recommend like a book apart uh, on web type typography by Jason Santa Maria is probably the, the most relevant to what we're talking about. And it's a really good, uh, it's a really good book. So if you want to get really, really deep into kind of typography in general, I would read that first. Hit pause, take a couple hours to come back, but uh, that's, it's a good book. But I would say that that um, approaching like fluid type, it's managing for me really like two things, and it's font size and uh, line height, so the distance between between one line to another. And kind of a general rule is you don't want to have too too many. Uh, oh, and one a third thing you would say is that how many characters are on a line. Um, so you know, if you were imagine if you were re if the window on your computer was really really wide, and you were reading a line all the way from the left all the way to the right, and then you had to kind of wrap your eyes back around and find the next line, it'd be very difficult to sort of track for like you know 12 or more inches across a, a screen to figure that out. So what's better is to is to sort of the ideal I think is like 40 to 60 or 40 40 to 80. What's the? I, I should know this. Um, 65 to 85. I think that yeah, and it changes. I mean, there's and and I would actually even say that the I think from the situation be be it the browser, the the screen, but even more the specific typeface, you kind of evaluate those. But yeah, the, those numbers kind of making sure that you're in kind of a comfortable measure. Uh, 45 to 75. I've seen 80, anything like that. Making sure that that it's it's comfortable to read, and then also managing things like the like I said, font size and line height. If it's a very very narrow column like newsprint, how they'll maybe have like four or five columns across the way, um, a tighter line height could be better. Um, and if it's wider and you have more to kind of wrap those eyes around and track a little bit, a little bit looser is good. Um, but those are all guidelines. I, you know, that's the one thing that I was always really a, a scared of, of setting type and like having anyone talk about it because there, there are guidelines you sort of have to learn how to feel out and everyone will interpret those differently and that's okay. Some people, some people can kind of say that's absolutely wrong. People with that level of expertise, uh, I may, I may, I may or may not be one of those, but um, like you learn sort of to develop a taste and an eye for, for that kind of stuff. Um, for the next question, I think uh, that a lot of people have their own secret sauce, kind of their own magic for approaching this. Um, how do you approach sizing your type for different devices with different resolutions and reading distances? Uh, you just got to use, the more you use, the, the better. Um, and like I was saying earlier, I, I do think there's a lot of opinion about it you know there was um i was at a type conference about a year ago and um like one guy showed another guy i don't even know if he knew that the person who built it was at the conference or was represented at the conference but we're, these were all type people or whatever but the, the the thing that was really amazing to me was the, the guy was like don't ever make fonts like this is the, and it and it's very similar to my site but don't make type this large it's ridiculous and um you know i'm right now like i i find like if there are certain things that i just like to make super huge and i like to lean back and read so if you if you make my my site like really 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 wide the largest font size kicks in um and that's my like you know preference um, but that's that's my preference so the more devices you use and the more uh, stuff you test on and read on like you, you'll realize like your, your taste and your preference 
changes, which can be really handy. Um, I, and, and there's, it's funny because it'll, it'll never stop. So the things that you built a year ago, you're going to look back and say, oh God, that's so small. What was I thinking? Or, well, that's really embarrassing that that's so large. It's a really good sign. So I think the more you practice, the better you'll get. Mm-hmm.